What's going on and welcome into the Friday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson here at the Auctioner Sports Performance Center as the Pelicans have a much needed day off after a wild win last night over the Utah Jazz, 138-132 to in overtime. Most of us thought they shouldn't have even made it to overtime, but yet, yet here we are and nonetheless the Pelicans do get a big win over the Utah Jazz. We're going to go right into our podcast at guest because he's actually sitting in here with me right now mark spears senior nba writer for espn's the undefeated um he was covering the game last night he'll be there tomorrow as it is an abc primetime game against the los angeles clippers san jose state grad but also now lsu grad with your masters and i guess that's also what brought you here to the big easy i'm guessing correct oh man i'm a huge lsu tigers fan and um I went to the first game, the Texas game, okay. braved the heat, had an amazing time. We won, and that was like the beginning of everything. And I, I don't know that I saw national champs at that time, yeah. but I saw a team that could compete and and could potentially beat Alabama, and you know, and with, with a superstar quarterback. And then when that, if you go back to the Texas game, the offense was just. We're just starting to see what it could be. Right. You know, um, but then, so I've been to three games. I went to the Texas A&M game. My parents live out here, so I I went out there for for, uh, Thanksgiving and then went to the LSU game, and then obviously I went to the national championship game, and that was – Beautiful man, uh, that was. Uh, I, I was actually at the BCS championship game last year. Okay, but to go there where it's uh, something that means something to you, You're right? Just a different emotion. Seen it in the Superdome. I mean, it was like you couldn't Baton have asked Rouge for a South, better. right? You know, absolutely. So you got your storybook. Did you get your master's degree knowing that this was a good time for LSU football, so that way it could, <laughs> it could line up a little bit. That way you can get a national championship under your belt. Was yeah. this just everything worked out well? <laughs> so the, the reason I I got it, um, I've been wanting to get it. My mom has her master's. Yep. My sister has her master's. And, you know, uh, there may be a day where I, I had to transition into a different world work-wise. And um, I think with my journalism experience, maybe some point I could teach, you know, yeah. much much further down the line. Yeah, I, I love working at ESPN, but um, I, I think teaching is the only uh, – occupation in which they respect you more as you get older yeah um so i think there's going to be a day where you know new orleans can be my home full time and i'm good in california you know uh, i grew up there but i mean new orleans is like basically my second home Uh, grandmother grew up i mean lived across the street from bunny friend park and, and my mom went to carver and you know um I was here every summer. I know all the streets. I can say Chapatulas. <laughs> so it took me a while, but I can say yeah. <laughs> New Orleans is basically my second home. But I consider a bunch of different schools. But I've, I've always been an LSU fan. My family's from Louisiana. I figured if I lived here one day, having a, a LSU degree could mean something and help me out uh, in terms of long term. Um, so that's why I wanted to do it. And uh, um, the school welcomed me with open arms. Um, they wanted me there. They're excited that I wanted to be there. And um, Professor Martinez, man, took care of me. Uh, they did a great job. So I got my master's in sports business management at LSU. And, and, and I'll tell you this story because it's it's kind of funny. Um, I went to uh, my graduation 
in uh, early April. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think it was April. No, it was June. 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 Okay. June. And so my mom and my wife came with me, and my mom had a handicap placard on the, on the vehicle. So when we pull up, we uh, pulled into a handicap spot next to Tiger Stadium. So we get out, and there was a man who recognized me who I had met at the previous All-Star game, and he was very, very gracious and said, man, congratulations um, on uh, getting your cap and gown and when your professors told me about it. And he's like, hey, um, you know, I work for the football program, and we got some recruits in today. Want to come in and take a picture? <laughs> like, we got, we got like, you know, doing photo shoots and stuff in the locker room. I'm like, Sure, why okay. not? <clears throat> so, You're part of the recruiting process now. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. So I, I walk in, and there's some recruits. I don't know who these dudes are, but they'll probably be the future of LSU. Yeah. <laughs> and I got my cap and gown, and, and I'm doing my L sign and number one sign and taking in front of lockers with helmets and then taking one with the helmet. And then I was like, oh, man, thanks. And he goes, oh, you you don't want to go on the field? I'm like, I can? Yeah. I could go on the field. And so I tapped the wind bar, you know. And, Just keeps getting better and better. Oh, yeah, go on to the field. I actually tweeted out the video, and uh, nobody's in the stadium, and the guy filled me, you know. Um, and I lost his information, so if he's listening, please email me because I need to get in touch with you. I need to send him some undefeated swag for, yeah. to say thank you. So, so tell him to hit me back. But I go on to the field take some pictures, walk back into to the uh, locker room area, and Coach O's there. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like this weird dream, man. Yeah. All of a sudden, Coach O'Gerard is there. He didn't know who I was, but I introduced myself. And um, my mom met him. And my mom tells him, you know, Coach, I pray for you every day. Every game, I pray for you, Coach. He said, oh, yeah. And then they start talking about Joe Osteen. <laughs> and they're having like this coach Joe's right about Bob or take a picture that they they have this big like conversation about Joe Osteen and he puts his arm around my mom this is coach Ozrod, yeah. right walks her out onto the field of Tiger Stadium for a conversation on religion that's crazy and I'm like yo I gotta graduate yo, like, what just happened so I left my mom behind <laughs> with coach O which coach O <laughs> and took off to uh, Berovich so I could get uh, get by graduate graduate that's crazy and then it all comes full circle here uh, on monday night you know yeah. you've been to a lot of events you've been around the city so much where does just that moment for you just being there rank as far as just how crazy the city was because like you said it was baton rouge south that night yeah. i mean it was basically like a home game in the home city you felt like this was yeah. a, a win for new orleans where does this rank up there as far as kind of memorable moments for you and just for this city yeah. yet alone uh Maybe it makes people feel a little better about what happened to the Saints. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like there's still some bitterness. (laughs) I think so. Some upset feelings, I understand. Uh, But, you know, to win three championships in 20 years is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Like, think of all the Division I football programs there are. To be number one, that ain't easy, man. That's that's a really – like, just winning the SEC in itself, winning the SEC West is tough. Exactly. But to be the number one team in the country, like, 
And to beat so I, many teams beat so in the many top teams. tens. I mean, to me, this is the greatest. I'm biased, yes, yeah. but I'm realistic. This is the best team, I think, in college football history. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah. Just based um, on the run they had. And I, I, I felt an honor to have been to three games this year. I went to – to the Fiesta Bowl last year, I went to I think three games, two two games last year, and been going to games pretty regularly. Even though it's not easy uh, right. doing it from California, um, me and my buddy Greg Lee were talking about going to Florida game next year. There's it's not really an attractive road schedule, right? Um, I don't know if I want to go to Houston to see Rice. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I just want to go to Houston, right? right? You, you know, but if it, if it correlates with basketball season, yeah. maybe you can knock out yeah, two birds in one stone. Two years ago, I went to the Miami game in Dallas, which was amazing in Jerry World, and then I went to the uh, Texas game at Texas. Yeah, it's not. It's a little bit of a, a little, definitely a dip. Yeah, exactly. I went to my first LSU game this year too, because uh, my school, Georgia Southern, played LSU in the first game of the season, okay. so. I feel like we can take a little bit of credit for kind of giving you all the confidence we, you all we, need to to show that that was we'll kind of the you, step. We'll get you all some T-shirts. Appreciate it. Runner-up yeah, or maybe just part hey, of the we national. we gave you all a million dollars. Exactly. <laughs> and you gave us three points, so we appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> Helping keep the program alive, man. No doubt, no those, doubt. The, those things mean a lot. No, but Tiger Stadium was unbelievable, so that was the best part of it, just the yeah. experience of it. So do I get it. There's nothing like it. Um, let's focus on the Pelicans a little bit here. As that's why I brought you You're in like, here. I but we were talking about who? No, we were going to talk about a little bit of both. I know everyone's still on that talk about the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I could talk about Tiger football all day. We'll get another podcast. Well, Mark will have a separate podcast here on the Pelicans podcast for his Tigers. Um, you were there last night. Yeah. Obviously a wild finish. Um, not a popular finish of regulation just based on how things right. went down. But if you look at this team now in the last 14 games, they're 10-4. and four. And they have wins against the Rockets, the Pacers, the Nuggets. And now you include the Utah Jazz, who are the hottest team in the league. I mean, without J.J. Redick and Drew Holiday, uh, what did you notice about last night for the Pelicans that really can get fans excited for what's to come? Well, the first thing is Brandon Ingram. Uh, he's been sensational. He's been what I thought he could be. Um, I've said, as I've said, you know, you can't judge rookies until at least their third season, man. And uh, is this his, what, third or fourth season yeah. now? Um, fourth, yep. So I I, I kind of call it his third season still because of his injury issues, you know, the blood clot, scary blood clot situation mm -hmm. he has. Now he's fully healthy. But I think he's mentally fully healthy here too. This is a place that's like home to him. This is like North Carolina, the small town he's from. Um I think L.A. was too much um, playing uh, uh, amongst constant trade rumors, being in LeBron's shadow and not getting the touches because you're playing with LeBron James. You're not going to get the touches. This is the first time I think Brandon can just play basketball and just be him and get the green light and Gentry's offense helps him. Um, so I, I think, yes, he is the leader of this charge. The team is playing much better. What, they won like eight out of the last 11 games or something like that? They won 10 of 14, 10 but yeah. Of, yeah. And Zion's coming back? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I mean, I know people are excited. Um, he, they were 4-0 in the preseason with him. God, I mean, I maybe there's less pressure because 
of the knee injury, but he still is who he is. I mean, uh, us at ESPN, we've been waiting for this. I know. Been, Everyone has. You, you know we've been following this team around. Like, every, we had people yesterday. Like, we know he's playing in a, in next week, but we still had a crew, camera crew here just in case. Right. You know, maybe watch him. Done. Like, the excitement is real. And if he could just do 80% of what he did in the preseason, 70, if he could give him that, if he could get the Pelicans that, we might be, you know, I, I don't want to say the playoffs just yet, but um, if the team could stay healthy, and maybe that's why Drew, and, and I could be wrong, but last I heard Drew hasn't asked to get out of here. Right. You know, even though there could be interest in him. If it, I'm sure Drew wants to see what it's going to be like, and now we'll know. I mean, you're four and a half, you're three and a half games back, four back in the loss column. And I know it's tough to even talk about that when you're still ten games under 500. Still, yeah. it's going to take a, a mountain to get past that. But yeah, when you, this, this is a, it's not a mountain; it's a hill. Okay. It's because because there's a lot of teams in the West that ain't really been lighting it up right. either, right? So. Well, what team? What team is the Pelicans' biggest competition? You look at the Grizzlies; they're yeah. sitting at eight. You have the Spurs right up there too, and then it's Phoenix, Minnesota, uh, teams like Sacramento, all clumped together. Which one seems to be the Pelicans' biggest competition if they are going to fight for that eight seed, or is it both of them throughout um, the rest of the way? I mean, I should I dare add the seventh in there as well? I you mean, because like if you look at the Western Conference, yeah, Oklahoma. Chris Paul is doing an amazing job, man. <laughs> like, I just wonder when they're going to come back to earth. I'm not totally sold on the Thunder. Like, now that Portland's starting to play better and San Antonio's starting to play better. Grab about Portland, too, right. Y'all are getting him, Zion, back. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm going to say, like, the seventh and eighth are for grabs. Um, I, I, after that, I think Lakers, Denver, Clippers, Utah, Houston, Dallas, oh, they're, they're, they're good. They're good. So, but there's just, it's funny. Like, other than Golden State, everybody got a shot. Everyone's got a Seriously. shot. Seriously. Everybody's got a shot. And, you know, confidence is better. Like, you guys are winning good games, too. Um, Being some playoff teams in there. Yeah. I mean, basically could have had two wins against Utah. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm. I didn't mean to bring that one yeah, back up, but. but no, this is you gotta show up against the Pelicans and believe it or not, like Zion coming back makes it easier for Brandon. You know who's probably the most excited about him coming back? Lonzo Ball. Yeah. He's been playing well lately yeah. too. The the alley oops or his assists, his alley oops. It's gonna make it easier for everybody. Your, your rebounding's gonna be better. The man child is coming. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not saying the Pels are gonna make it. But they can. David Griffin's been talking about throughout this whole season that about the pressure with Zion and saying that this is not Zion's team. This is Drew Holiday's team. He doesn't yeah. want that pressure on the number one pick that's 19 years old. Um, but with all the the media surrounding him and everyone wondering when he's coming back every single day, every hour, what's the latest on Zion, um, even in – the Pelicans are not doing it to put the pressure on him. Do you mm-hmm. feel like there might be a little pressure on him as soon as he comes back to, you know, to perform like everyone saw and all the dunks that he did? Or is this just something that, you know, because of how well 
the Pelicans have built around Zion and how this team is, you know, that it's more just going to be insert them in and let's see how it goes. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, not so, a weird situation. So when we leave the, the, the Smoothie King Center, right, there's this big mural. Oh, yeah. It ain't a Drew Brees. No. It ain't, ain't a Thomas. It ain't Archie Manning. No, it's Zion. It's Zion, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so but, but I say that to say you got to be somebody special to get that right. kind of mural before you even play a game. The expectations are out the roof. ESPN's going to get this game, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Right? Right. And I'm sure a bunch of pe- more pe- – like, the thirst for Zion is high, man. When I was – when he was at Duke last year, I'm covering the NBA, and we're basically being told his stories are getting more read than anybody. LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, don't matter. The thirst last year in basketball was Zion. And so while it's been an absence, like you, you were in Vegas, right? Yeah. Come on, that was man. unbelievable. Sold out, eighteen thousand like people. We were broadcasting. I felt like I was broadcasting he the played NBA finals. Five minutes and like that one play where he just ripped the ball out of somebody's hands yeah. and dunked it. Incredible. I think that's what caused the earthquake to happen yeah, later right? on that game. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the. I think Duke prepared him for this though. Yeah. When's the last time you saw something like this as far as the hype surrounding LeBron James? LeBron. Uh, like, I was trying to think of somebody else. Like, when you think of some of the stars of the league, like KD won the number one pick. Blake Griffin missed a year. Um, James Harden wasn't James Harden. Nobody knew who Russell Westbrook was. Like, I'm trying to, like, think of another. Like, Melo was big. When he came out, Mello was a big deal because yeah. he was a national champ, and uh, I covered that. Um, but I think this is the biggest debut since LeBron James played in Sacramento in uh, 2004. It's crazy. I know everyone's ready for it. Um, I want to go back to B.I. just for a second before I let you go because he's been so fascinating to watch, and we talked about how you think a lot of it is more mental for him just based on where he is now. Um, how comfortable he is here, but just his game. What about his game on the court? What's the biggest improvement you've seen? Uh, obviously, he's been a better three-point shooter, free-throw shooter. His mid-range has always been good, but like when you're watching him play compared to his other years, what has stuck out to you about, wow, this guy is really taking the next step this year with New Orleans? With Brandon? Yeah. Um, just nothing on him. There's no weight jacket on him. There's no, like, he's just balling. This is the guy we saw at Duke. This is the guy I was excited about back then. He just, I could just tell he's happy. You know you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, the weight of Los Angeles isn't on him. The weight of the coaching changes and the trade rumors and, oh, Magic just left. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's like as your world turns with the Lakers, man. Right. And, if, and he's a mild-mannered, quiet guy. And he's stronger, you know, 
more comfortable in the league now. So I, I just think that what a difference a, a change in location makes. Um, if he was still with the Lakers, would he be doing this? No, I don't think so. But this, to I mean, Zion changes things, but right now this is his team. And I don't think that when Zion comes, he's going to be any different as a scorer. I, I think he's still going to be a great scorer. As far as um, All-Stars, because everyone's talking about he's been sitting at ninth in the front court. In your opinion. Don't worry about that. Like the... I know, but like for him, because I think he deserves to be an all-star this no, year. No, 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 no. What I mean is, like, fan voting's a popularity contest. Oh, right. You know, so, I mean, Taco Fall is is like six. And Alex Caruso's fourth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> In the you, you know what I mean? So, uh, it, it has weight. Right. It does have, but, uh, like, but if you think about Brandon, wasn't going to be a starter anyway. No, but. It's, it's about the reserves. Do you think he gets a reserve spot? He has a shot. He has a shot. The problem is the record. The West, the record, and the West is just loaded. So yep. you, you want to do an experiment real quick? Uh, sure. You got time? I got time. I got all the time in the world. Okay. Like get you got your. I see a piece of paper. You got. Okay. Here, take your pen. I didn't think I was gonna get homework here <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. We, we're gonna do an experiment. All right. All right. So we're gonna pull up the NBA standings. Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Put LeBron James and Anthony Davis down. All right. Locks. All right. Right? Yes. Agreed? Or did Ag- you tell agreed. me you disagree? Agreed. Agreed. Joke it. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Lock. Right? Yeah. Denver has the second best record. I think they only get one. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Yep. Locks. Where are we at? That's five right there already. Okay. Utah Jazz. They get one or two. Maybe one. I don't know. It's tough, man. I mean, but Utah Jazz are fourth. Yep. Let's say they get one. Let's okay. say Gobert gets in. Okay. Because Donovan hasn't made it yet, right? Yeah. Gobert gets in. Okay. Right? So that's six. That's six. Let's go to the Houston Rockets. Harden Westbrook. Yeah. Where are we at now? Eight. <laughs> we got four spots left. I don't oh. like where this is going here. Dallas Mavericks. Luka. Luka. That's nine. That's nine. Three spots left. Here's where it gets interesting. Let's put a line down wild cards. All right? I think all those guys we mentioned, let's put Gobert down for wild cards and Mitchell. Put them down. So take out him from up top? Yeah. Take out Gobert. Put him down there. Put Mitchell down there in wild cards. Okay, so we have have eight locked here. Read the eight locks for the people at home. LeBron, AD, Jokic, Kawhi, PG, Harden, Westbrook, and Luka. You agree with me those are locks? Yes. And that's how many? That's eight. Okay, that's eight. You got to put Chris Paul down as a wild card. Yeah. Right? John Moran a wild card? Wild card, yeah. Yeah. So put John Moran down. I don't think anybody from the Spurs. No. Damon Lillard? It's a challenge. That's a tough one. I think a, definitely but, a but wild you gotta, card. Like with coaches, yeah. A lot of times it's names, right? They're gonna be like, "We're gonna keep Damon Lillard yeah. off." Um, Phoenix wild card is Booker. Booker. Yeah. You know, Minnesota. I don't see anyone from there. But wild cards, cat. Yeah, you know Carl he's Anthony missed Towns. some time though. Yeah. So now, if I we look at that list, who are your three? 
We have four here because you took out Gobert from there. So we have okay, four so to choose who are from. Four? I'm going to be biased. I'd put Paul, Chris Paul, Lillard. I'm gonna, can I put Ingram in here? Yes. Ingram. So what that what you are looking at, right? Yeah. Is essentially what the coaches will pick. Yeah. So I try to put my my, my felt, myself in game. the vase. I mean the brain mind frame of the coaches. All right. I think the coaches pick Chris Paul. Yeah. I think the coaches pick Damon Lillard. Yeah. I think the coaches pick Rudy Gobert. And then it comes down to one spot. Yeah. Brandon Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be tough. That that's what I'm saying. No, like, it puts in perspective. Like like a lot of times people like there's a lot of deserving guys yeah. that don't make it. Yeah. If Brandon make it, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Right. I think he is deserving. I think he should be there, but only twelve guys could play. Good deal. But, <laughs> That's that, our homework for today, kids. That, that was I did not think my brain was gonna have to work that much here during a podcast, but you got your master's degree, so now you're you're That's putting right, it to man. work. Sports business management. <laughs> there baby. you go. You managed to make me put Ingram in the All Star game, so <laughs> I appreciate it, Mark. Um, I'm glad you're here for a week. I'm glad you got to enjoy the LSU game, yeah. and um, hopefully you can enjoy for us another Pelicans win. I know you're not biased and as far as who you're rooting for but it should be a fun game on abc your network and uh yeah look forward to talking to you down the road go tigers go tigers all right guys thanks for listening today again keep in mind tomorrow inside the smoothie king center an afternoon affair tip off at 2 30 on abc no local television but of course todd graffinini and john the shazer will have the call at 2 30 p.m central time this podcast is presented by SeatGeek. trying to find tickets to basketball games or any other live event can be complicated there's hundreds of sites and shady pricing all of our listeners can get $20 off their first purchase in the SeatGeek app. Use the code GOPELS at checkout. SeatGeek scored the best deals on tickets. Monday show from Memphis, MLK Day special as the Pelicans take on the Grizzlies. Ernie Johnson from NBA on TNT. He'll be joining us, and we're lucky to have him on the podcast. Until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Pelicans, and thanks for listening. <laughs>